everybody. I'm Robin, and this is Creepin' It Real. I've got my daughter, Nicole, and her boyfriend, Jaden, here with me today. Um, I'm going to be telling you guys about the Aradel Mental Hospital. It's in Australia, in Ararat, Australia. It's a rural city in southwest Victoria, and um, it was the in... Australian Psychiatric Hospital. Um, they housed the colony of Victoria's mentally ill for over 126 years. Um, construction began in 1865 and it opened for patients in 1867. The name for it went from a lunatic asylum to a hospital for the insane. Uh, the patients lived in large rooms like soldiers, like barracks. Um, all one big room together. Um, and it could house up to a thousand people at a time. They had different wards. Um, J ward was for the criminally insane, like the really dangerous people. And then they had an ECT ward, which I'm not sure what that was. I couldn't find much information <coughs> on it. <coughs> Don't die. And they had a um, Down syndrome ward. Because when you had Down syndrome in that time, you were sent to an asylum. Which is just wrong. Um, in 2001, it opened as a polytechnic campus. Which polytechnic is uh, basically a school for engineers that applies a more hands-on learning experience. Um, after they closed, they did continue to house female prisoners during the renovation of the Dame Phyllis Frost Center. Um, the people were sent there if they were deemed too sick or too dangerous to remain in society. And I say deemed loosely because, um, there was not really any justice system that put them there most of the time. It could be anything for any reason. I have a question. So you said they kept the females? They what? housed female prisoners. Females and males don't go, like, they're not in the same But they didn't jail. house males. No. Not but in that time period, no. Why they only do it to uh, females? Because the rest of it was shut down. Oh. So they only kept one part of it open to house female prisoners while another center was being, was being renovated. Oh, okay, okay. Um... They did electroshock therapy. <clears throat> they did lobotomies. They did, um, they used straight jackets as a form of restraint to subdue the patients that were unruly or crazy acting. Um, I'm going to tell you guys about a guy named George Londo that lived in the Aradell Mental Hospital in the 1920s to 1950s. That's a long time. Um, he was sent there for killing a man who made homosexual advances towards him. Um, he was delusional. He was very dangerous. And he had deep-seated paranoia. He thought everyone, nurses, patients, doctors, everyone, was out to get him. He wasn't safe anywhere. Um, because he was so dangerous, what 
What was you going to say? I don't think they should have put him in a mental hospital for that. I think they should have put him somewhere that would help him feel safe. Well, he <gasps> killed a man. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, and he had those issues, and that's where they housed the criminally insane. So and That's where shark shock therapy comes in right that's where the shock therapy comes in and the lobotomies and i'm sure a slew of pills probably Definitely. what's what's uh what would you say after shock therapy lobotomies yeah what's that sticking an ice pick in the frontal lobe of your brain through your eye through like right here in your eye and the corner very corner of your eye and like sticking it in and it's tapping the end of it that's pure what torture. Is, yeah, what is the purpose of that? What do they think that's going to help? Um, I think it was just to make them normal. To If they think you're crazy or they say you're crazy, that is supposed to stop the crazy. But it stopped the crazy. It stopped life a lot of times <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, stopped everything. <laughs> it stopped everything um i don't really know what the purpose of a lobotomy was other than to make them not what they were same with electroshock therapy why would you stick something on the sides of on people's temples and just shoot electricity through the temples in their head like that yeah. to me is too much, and it was way too much. That's why it's not allowed anymore. Yeah, that sounds a little extreme, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. That is the soft spot of your head. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And your eye doing lobotomies, even though they're going into your brain, can you imagine having an ice pick just knowing? Sitting in your eye? Like, <laughs> how? Just knowing that here it comes, this is going to just go right next to my eyeball, into well, my brain. I'm glad we don't do that no more. Strap down to a table with a bit in your mouth. You have no choice. I'm surprised they let them have one of those in their mouth. Well, they've had, I think there was a, some people that would like bite their tongues off mm, or like, yeah. you know, from the pain. Well, because... They didn't have anesthetic like we got now. Mm-hmm. They yeah, didn't. They wasn't nice and like. <laughs> from the sounds of it, they didn't give a fuck if they no, were in pain. So they didn't care, not at all. Um, he was so dangerous that he spent a lot of time in isolation. Uh, but when he wasn't in isolation, patients would would make so uh, homosexual advances to upset him. Um, there's another guy named Governor George Fidemont. In 1886, he was showing a group around the kitchen area of the asylum. Um, as he was coming down the stairs, he suffered a major heart attack and died at the foot of the stairs. Um, recently, more recent years, a tour guide took a tour in the daytime. Um, him... And that group were the only people in the asylum at the time. Nobody else was there. No other group was there. No other tour guide or anything. Um, the group and him heard footsteps walking up and down the stairs. 
there was nobody there. And he called out a few times just to see if maybe someone had come in and there was nobody there. Yeah, I'll be running. <laughs> I don't mess with that stuff. Um, there was another guy named Bill Wallace. And this guy kind of made me feel bad for him because he was never tried or convicted. He never had a trial. He never had um, a conviction that put him there. He was just a suspected murderer. They don't know for sure if he actually was or not. But anyway, he was suspected of shooting his friend over an argument about a cigarette. They didn't do an investigation? (laughs) They didn't have a trial or anything for him. That's Um, that's bogus. Yeah, that's not right. He was actually declared insane by two doctors in 1925 after this incident that he was never tried or convicted for. Two doctors declared him mentally insane and he was sent to Arendelle for 64 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, a life sentence. You would think. Except he died in Arendelle in 1989 at 107 years old. Oh my god. (laughs) He was... He lived to 107 and still had not finished his 64-year sentence. He really wanted to get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, just a few more years, man. I'm almost there. (laughs) The last guy I'm going to tell you about is my favorite. Uh, His name is Gary Webb. Uh, He robbed a pizza shop and he was seen... Trying to rob the pizza shop by an off-duty police officer. Um, The police officer tried to intervene. Tried to stop him from robbing it. And the police officer and the lady that owned the pizza shop ended up getting shot. They both survived. Uh, The police officer made a full recovery. But he did leave the police force not long after being shot. I don't blame him. Uh, yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> Over some pizza. <laughs> yeah. man's, man's was hungry. Man's he, was hungry. You gotta eat. <laughs> um, but the woman, she did survive, but she was confined to a wheelchair for the rest of her life. For that, <coughs> Gary Webb was sentenced <coughs> to 14 years at Aradale. Um With good behavior, he'd be out in eight and a half. You know, uh, sorry to interrupt, but, like, you think for shooting a cop and making a female, like, you know, be put in a wheelchair for the rest of her life, he would have got longer than 14 years. Yeah, yeah. you'd think since, you know, the guy before him had 64 years for shooting someone, but he killed him. Well, he almost killed the lady. He almost almost, killed the lady. It was attempted murder on two accounts. And the other guy before them, he didn't even have a trial. No, he didn't. That one wasn't (laughs) fair at all. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. This one at least had a trial. Yeah, and you know, at least the thing, if it was over some pizza, he would have got maybe a few <laughs> years or like some months or whatever. But no, nah, he's like, no, nah, I really need this pizza, man. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you for this pizza, bro. But, you know, I guess he got scared or something. Well, with good behavior, he would have gotten out in eight and a half years. But not this guy. <laughs> he couldn't just be simple. <laughs> he shoots he people actually, over pizza. Yeah, <laughs> right, there's got to be more to this story. <coughs> he wrote to politicians and the media while he was in Aradell, telling them about things that he would do when he got out. Because 14 years, he's not going to be, you know, mm-hmm. too old. He's still going to mm-hmm. have... The ability to do some he's, nasty things. Yeah, he's still going to have that hunger for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so this worried politicians so much that they passed a special law just for this guy to make sure that he was locked up for the rest of his life. There was no getting out and doing any of those things that he thought said that he was going to do. I wonder if that law is still like a thing or if it went away when he... When he died? died. Or when know. his sentence was it. over. Well, I don't know. I know. I didn't think about that. Hmm. Um, anyway, he was uh, in Aradell Asylum. And now he's staying there because there's no good that's going to come out of letting him out. Um, and he became known as a self-mutilator. This is where it gets good. <laughs> uh, over 70 recorded times. How many? 70. Oh. They have that he cut off bits and pieces of himself. Mm-mm. Arms, legs, stomach, buttocks. Like... Buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> your ass cheek. <laughs> taking pieces out of it. Uh. Maybe he, I wonder... Maybe if he was trying to make, like, a homemade pizza. <laughs> you never know. Pepperoni. Yeah, <laughs> some pepperoni nipples. Maybe you want to make something like that. <laughs> That's dark. Sorry, guys. I wonder if he did it more times and they just never caught it. I don't know. That's a lot of be, blood. I think, I think that'd be hard to miss. Yeah, because, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you're in an asylum in a barracks with tons of other, other people. people. Ooh, yeah. then poor other people. Yeah, Oh, so the other people had to watch? I mean, they didn't have to, but I'm sure <laughs> some of them did. I mean, if they were the sickest people, they'd probably get, yeah. I wonder if they're all in this, I mean, if they're all in the same place, you've got to have somebody watching them. So how did nobody catch it until he was already done doing it? Because they didn't actually, like, those asylums were not very good. People, and they were so short-staffed. So It's they not just... like they had a bunch of CNAs like they do today. There was just nurses that so walked they... around and tried to corral everyone so they kind of just like let them do their thing you know just pretty like, much as if long they kill as each you're other not they... hurting another person they're gonna let you do you that doesn't sound too no. bad but <laughs> until you start hurting yourself and they notice it i mean then you're screwed. if you're cutting pieces out of yourself and you're not making any noise because you don't feel pain 
then I mean it's gonna be a little it's gonna be a little bit because the blood isn't gonna immediately flow if he's sitting down the blood's not gonna really start flowing until he gets up and starts moving right um but the best part is he cut his penis off his own penis Uh off (laughs) off Mm -mm. three times they reattached it twice for him to do it again why would they reattach it the first time (laughs) Maybe he was you just... didn't want that? Okay. You like, don't get it. You it's don't fine. get it. We're not going to let you cut it off again. Can you imagine them? Now, look, Gary, you can't do this. <laughs> you need this appendage. Leave it alone. Like, really, guys? Just put the straw in now. Let him pee from that now. <laughs> just like. I really wish I could know what was going through his mind at that point. Like I do too. Like, like I get it, you know, making some pizza, but not like hot dogs. Which <laughs> just, just kind of sounds a little like I don't care if he didn't feel pain or not. No, that's your man some, part. He wanted some sausage toppings. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted some meat, a uh, hot dog with his buns. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> um, but the third time that he did it, it was too damaged to reattach it. So I had to make him some sausage. Some sausage for that pizza. <laughs> he finally did it. <clears throat> okay, so that's all for the Airedale Hospital. And I didn't get as much time as I thought, maybe. So I'm going to give you guys another short little... Um, one that I had kind of as a backup or in case something like this happened. (laughs) Um, so it's on St. Augustine Lighthouse in Florida, which it was, it's still an active and working lighthouse and it stands on the north end of Anastasia Island. Um, it was built between 1871 and 1874. It was the second tower built in St. Augustine, but it was the first lighthouse that was lit by the American territorial government in May of 1824, making it Florida's first lighthouse, the first working lighthouse in Florida. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool. Um, And I love lighthouses, so to be able to go and see that lighthouse someday is like bucket list for me. I've I've seen many of them in Michigan, so they're beautiful. Um, It was built by a man named Hezekiah Pitty, and it is now a maritime museum that's not for profit. They do tours and like ghost tours, and Mm. they do a maritime tour, and... You know, a bunch of different stuff like that, which and all of the proceeds go to charities, and to well, the proceeds go to um, improving lighthouses and um, keeping up on that lighthouse itself. Mm. At least it goes to charity. And, yeah, I mean that would be the best part of it. Um, Hezekiah Pity had. Three daughters and a son, um, and his wife Mary. He was the superintendent of the lighthouse construction, 
and he moved his family from Cape Elizabeth, Maine, to St. Augustine to oversee the construction of the lighthouse. Which, that's a huge move. Maine mm-hmm. to Florida. Yeah. Like, I would love that, but wow. <laughs> um, he lived on site, on the lighthouse construction site, with his whole family. <coughs> All Mary, his, uh, his kids, Mary Adelaide, Eliza, Edward, and Carrie. They played on the construction site uh, with the workers' children. In a railway cart that moves supplies from the supply ships to the lighthouse. So it was like one of the old mining carts, the railway carts. Mm. At the end of the um at the end of the railway there was just a, a wooden board to keep it from tipping over into the water off of the ledge, the lighthouse ledge. Um, and they used it as a roller coaster. And they'd take it from the top and ride it all the way down to the water where that board is, right? And it would stop. And they'd get out and they'd run it back up and they'd do it all over again. Hmm. And they'd done it day after day after day. Um, on July 10th, 1873, Mary Adelaide, who was 15, Eliza, who was 13, and Carrie, who was 4, they were playing with an unknown African-American girl who was 10. Um, <coughs> her father worked on site, so um, they played a lot with her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they were riding in the cart as normal that day, but the wooden board, for some reason, wasn't there to stop the cart that day. And the cart tipped into the water, and it trapped all four girls underneath it. Um, now, there was a guy that was working, and he witnessed it happening. So he took off running, and by the time he got to them and used all of the strength he could to get the cart off of them, three of them had drowned. There was only one that survived, and that was the youngest daughter, Carrie. And the four-year-old. I have a question. So, <clears throat> they use it every single day. Yeah. And out of nowhere, at the end of it, the board was missing? I know. That seemed a little sketchy yeah. to yeah, that me, seems too. A little like, weird. why would it be moved? Because you use it every day. Yeah. And... and ain't those things normally, like, screwed into the railway? So it doesn't, like, if it Regardless. hits it too hard? No. I don't know. It didn't say anything about it being screwed in or anything like that. It, so with it not being there, I'd assume it's just a really heavy piece of board that's there to be the bump that stops it. Yeah, it's just weird unless they were like planning on m- making it go somewhere else and grab the board or something. Why would someone move it? I agree. It's That was sketch. I, I wonder if like people knew they were using it. Oh, they definitely knew they used it to play with. Like, so why would people they... were there working and they used it all the time? That's it was one weird. of their favorite things to do. I wonder if the board just might have fallen. Um, it may have. I don't know. They just said that it wasn't there. Right. Well, if it didn't fall, then I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too deep into it. 
Somebody moved it. Somebody yeah. moved yeah, it. That's kind of what I thought it. too. Mm-hmm. Because it's weird that something they use daily, not just the th- uh, four girls, but like they need that cart for, for supplies. <coughs> All yeah. of your supplies in that cart would be dumped into the water. Right. Maybe I'm thinking too much on there. I don't know. But... No, I read it and was like, I I didn't quite understand that either because I. I said the same thing, you know, why wasn't it there? Who moved it? Why Yes. Why would you let all of your material that you're going to be using just fall off into the water? Like, you'd think that that would be checked. Right. To make sure. Um, But by the time, yeah, Carrie was four. And she was the only one that survived by the time that he could get there to save them. Um, as for, like, paranormal, ghostly things that happen there, there is a ghost tour that they have. It's called Eerie Tours, I believe, was the name of it. I'd love to take that tour. Like, love to take that tour. Um, there's reports of giggling at the top of the tower by the staff members. Um... When they're closing up. The giggling, I wonder if it's like the kids that drowned still, like not realizing that they drowned and just still playing like they normally would. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably it too. Like playing hide and seek up yeah. in the top with somebody. Yeah. And then the giggling about it and when he goes up there everything's quiet so he comes back down and he hears it again so he runs back up and looks everywhere and there's nothing and it's quiet again but he's coming back down and as he's leaving he hears the giggling again Hmm. and just says no and closes the door (laughs) no no i'm just gonna leave it yeah i'm good (laughs) you have fun Continue your giggling. <laughs> I'm going home. Um, a female guest of the tour that is happening now, like at the lighthouse that they do now, um, she reported that when she went to walk up the stairs, there were, you know, the metal grates of the stairs in the lighthouse, yeah. she looked down and couldn't move her foot. It was her shoelaces were tied to the step. That's weird. I know. (laughs) Somebody had to have tied that shit quick. You know what? If I was her personally, I wouldn't even take time to. I would come out my shoe. And I'm I'm out. Yep. (laughs) We're done with this tour. It was great. That was a great experience. Thank you. I'm <laughs> done. I get seeing being if the kids were like just trying to have fun, but she could seriously get hurt. Yeah. So it's more like, are they just trying to play or like what? Is it more than off? just playing? Right. right. Well, there's other spirits that are reported to be there. I didn't cover any of them because I was trying to keep it short and sweet for this one. I just focused on the Pity Sisters, but there is one. Um, about an old man and people like uh, smelling cigar smoke and mm. you know stuff like that. So and there was another guy that fell to his death from the um, from the light 
part of the tower. And um, people can say they can still hear his screams as he's like falling. Wow. And stuff. A lot of people say that it's wind howling through the windows, but I really. That's pretty distinct to hear a man scream. Like he's falling to his death. I would think you could tell the difference. I've never had wind make me think it was a man yelling. So No, I mean, it sounded like it's whistling a couple times, yeah. but never uh, ah. a yell like that, no. Uh-uh. Um, they've had EMF, so there was a young group of women that were doing a tour, and they had rented an EMF meter, and which is electric, electromagnetic field detector um and it you know it's it's used in a lot of ghost hunting shows and paranormal people um but they had rented one and uh they were in the basement and they were asking the little girls if they wanted to play hide and seek and they'd get spikes on the meter and they'd walk around the basement and then be like, you know, oh, I found you. Do you want to play again? And the meter would spike. They were getting direct responses to their questions by the spikes on the meter until another group walked in and all of the activity stopped. So maybe some, like, the p- petite pity. Oh, pity. Okay, so the Pity Sisters, um, maybe they're, they are just trying to have fun, and they think that they are still there and still playing, and playing Like they don't know they're dead. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. like you said, there's other spirits there, so whoever, or whatever, tied that lady's shoestrings to the steps, that could have been a different spirit. spirit altogether. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one is my favorite one. There was a tour going around um, the lighthouse and um, the living quarters and everything about the lighthouse, you know. And there was a little girl that was walking along next to this lady like she was part of the tour and, you know, she was just there. And um, at the end of the tour... The tour guide goes up to this lady and says, tells her she wants to compliment her on how well-behaved her daughter was during the tour. And the lady kind of looked at her like she had three heads and was <laughs> like, I don't have a daughter. I don't have a daughter with me. <laughs> wow. And she was like, but there was a little girl standing right next to you through the whole tour. I seen her. And she said, I didn't see her and I have I don't have a daughter or a child here at all I wonder how only certain people can see those because some people are more open to that kind of thing than other people a lot of people don't even believe in it like they can debunk it they can oh it's a shared hallucination or something um a lot of people are very science based and if you can't prove that it happened then it didn't happen that way Um, but anyway, there were also no children scheduled in that tour for the whole night. 
so it wasn't a little girl that was with another group that wandered off and ended up there. She was a full-bodied apparition of one of the girls that had passed. That's what they firmly believe. Our heart would stop. Yeah. <laughs> the second that lady said, I don't know what you're talking about, I'd be like, what you mean? Don't play with me. <laughs> don't play with me. I, I know I'm not crazy. Don't play with me. I've seen her. She was there. <laughs> She's yeah. yours, damn it. <laughs> Tell me different. I'd ask her if she has old You have a daughter now. <laughs> yeah, you do now. What's her name? Make one up. I don't care. Whatever you want. It's fine. <laughs> That's all I've got tonight, guys. It was only about half an hour, but for my first podcast, that's not too bad, right? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, well, I hope not. I hope you guys think so, too, whoever decides to listen. Um, And seriously, give me some voice links. Um, Let me know some tips, and let me know if you liked it. Let me know if you have any spooky, scary... Weird, strange, unusual, paranormal stories about places where you live. Um, or people. Or people. People works too. People can be just as weird and strange <laughs> as places. Yeah, there's That's a, usually yeah. what makes a place. So, yeah, anything. If you guys have anything, um, send me an email. Well, not yet. Don't send me an email. I have to actually get that set up. And I will. I will do that. Um, but send me a voice link and... Uh, let me know. Just be nice. I'm doing it for fun, and I hope you guys like it. Um, so, I'm Robin, and this is Creeping It Real, and I hope you guys can creep it real. <laughs>